Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, 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 guys, and welcome back to another episode of Get The Belt. I am your host, Miles, and unfortunately, I'm in the studio by myself. <laughs> I'm all alone this week. Kashmir can't be with us, uh, but she'll be with us next week, um, and things will be, you know, back to normal. So this week, you've just got me, guys, me and my still very much sore <clears throat> Cookie Monster-esque kind of throat. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> Difficult. Um, so let's just get straight into the show. Before I start, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, remember, if you haven't subscribed already, do so. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, it means so much to Kashmir and I here at Get the Belt to give you to give us more to give to you. That don't make no fucking sense. Basically, it means shit. It means nice things <laughs> for us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, whenever you're listening, remember post up to your Instagram, post it to your stories, Twitter, whatever, and yeah, let people that you let people know that you are listening to get the belt. So as we always do, let's start the show off with word of the week. My word of the week is remember what makes you happy. Remember what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Remember what makes you happy. Uh, this isn't just like things like, I don't know, like food, dick, pussy, vagina, alcohol. Like I'm not talking like like things that come and go. I'm talking about the things that are intrinsically linked to your soul and your well-being. Well, I mean, dick can be linked to your well-being, but like... Like, I'm talking about the grand scheme of things, like our purpose. I mean, some of you some of you people, your purpose might be dick on this earth. That may be your purpose, I don't know. But for the most part, I feel like we've all got our natural talents, which we discovered whilst, like, children. That made us happy, and I doubt that would have been tequila or, you know, other things that you discover later on in life. Um, so I'm asking you to remember those things that made you really, really happy. The child that you were um, years ago. Well, I don't know, some of you are young that listen to this. or So the child that you are now. Like, what is it that excites you, motivates you and gets you, like, gas? Like, what makes you what sh- makes you shine and make you feel like I'm the shit? Like, fuck yeah. 
like for me, obviously growing up, it was performing. I would like do a little one two step or sing a little song song song, and I would feel gassed. I would feel like I, like I, I'm the shit. I'd be like, why, like. Like, literally, look at me, like, without being egotistical. Like, fucking look at me. Did you see what the fuck I just did, fam? Like, that's that's me. I never got that when, like, my brother would get that when he was, I don't know, doing football. Or other people would get it when they wrote something. Or, like, the, the, you know your callings you get. Remember that thing that made you happy then. And apply it to now. Like, does that still, does that thing... That talent, that skill, that asset, um, whatever it is that you possess, does that, are you still aware that that makes you happy? Maybe you're lucky enough to have gone into a job where you're utilizing that skill or whatever it is that you possess and you forget that it makes you like, that's something that makes you happy. Like, I know as a performer, I've been in, I've been blessed enough and I've worked hard enough, how about that, to be um, having had a career in the performing arts now for five years since graduating I've been lucky enough and like I said I've worked hard enough to not be like out of work and you know I sometimes forget that that is what makes me happy and like some people be like like when like catch-ups or whatnot like we'll discuss oh how you doing like what's good and sometimes I'm just like oh like not like I don't say like nothing's good but like I won't have much to say or or like, I'm just a bit like, meh. Like, yeah, you know, same old, same old. But like, really, the, like, is it same old, same old? Because just because I've gotten used to performing every day, I need to remember what makes me happy. And that is actually what made me happy. Because fast forward, or God forbid, ah, God forbid, like, all the theatres should be shut down and I can't perform anymore and I've got to go and work in fucking Greg's. Like, I'll slay serving the pasties and whatnot ever. Like, I will still find a way to get my life while doing it. But Lord knows, I will miss performing. I will long for it. And I'll be like, oh, like, that's what makes me happy. Like, that's why I'm here. Um, so even if it's not something you do full time, maybe, like, you're a presenter or you're an artist, like, uh, either a singer artist or, like, you, your paintings are just lit as fuck and all of that jazz. Like, if it's something that you only do, like, once a week because you're working like full time elsewhere to fund that that thing that makes you happy or whether you're studying or whatever, your mum, dad, whatever. Like you you might be sick and tired of it because obviously it's your passion, it's what made you happy, but you, it feels like effort to like get it kicked off, like to make it something that can pay for your fucking EDF energy bill. Like something that can be beneficial to your bank account you get it and it can be draining to sometimes do it once a week or twice a week or however often you do it and still find that joy in doing what you know you love if that makes sense so I really want you all to listen to this and really sit with yourself and how it used to make you feel before there was pressures of direct debits and pressures of Instagram society and everyone getting all the things and doing all the things and success and millions of followers and likes and all that shit. I just remember how it felt and that joy and that happiness that you felt when you were doing what made you happy as a kid. And just remember that you might not be doing it full-time now. Maybe you are doing it full-time now. Maybe you're doing it part-time, whatever. Or maybe, you haven't, maybe you're not even doing it and you've just like left it. Remember what made you happy. And if you're not doing it, fucking start doing it because you fucking deserve 
You just everyone in this life, no matter what, deserves to be happy. That that's a fucking birthright. So why why are you robbing yourself? Why are you robbing your fucking self of joy? I need you to use the word of the week, which is remember what makes you happy and fucking sit with it. Remember what makes you happy. Even write it down if you are forgetful. Write it down. Put it, put it in your notes. Print screen it and set it as your fucking screensaver. How about that? Write down what makes you happy and look at it every day and say, right, I, if I'm doing this, I'm going to remember that this is... I'm doing this because it makes me happy. Yes, it might be my job. Yes, it might be my side hustle. Yes, I'm trying to kickstart it. But... Remember it makes you happy and live and enjoy that happiness because we fucking deserve. We fucking deserve. And if anything, that will relight a fire in you or just make the fire that you've got burning in you really, really bright and f- like flames, flames, hot, hot, hot and inspire you to do more. And <clears throat> sorry, this voice of mine is trash and inspire others because when you're when you're really living your truth authentically and enjoying what you're doing, people see that. And it just opens more doors. Um, And yeah, like, you just fucking win. And who doesn't want to fucking win? How about that? So the word of the week this week is remember what makes you happy. I want you all to sit with that and do something about it and enjoy it because you deserve. Ah, I hope you guys enjoyed my word of the week. Like... I said that because I recently, um, yeah, just I remembered what the fuck made me happy, you know, and even though it's in my face all the time, and I do it every day, like, it's very easy to forget that emotion, you know, it's like when you love someone or like you're in a relationship with someone and you see them every day. And people might ask you, oh, how are you, and so-and-so, like, whoever you're with, your baby girl, baby girl, baby boy, baby non-binary, whatever. Like, how are you guys, in, or how are they? And you'll just be like, yeah, yeah, same old. Actually, remember, you're with them because they make you happy. And just because you see them every day, you forget that that is why you have them in your life. Period. And I was in a situation this week where I remembered what makes me happy and you know what, it is fucking performing. Like I fucking love that shit. And I realized this because I went to this week to the first ever inaugural Black British Theatre Awards. So yeah, that took place on a Sunday night. Um in the old Finsbury Town Hall in Erdang, where I trained, which was in itself just a whole, like, standing in there in my suit, drinking alcohol in a room where I used to get cussed out in ballet or sing my repertoire. Like, I was just like, wow, this is a whole, this is a cycle, isn't it? Like, this is a, (laughs) this is a sight. Like, wow, I used to be stood here in a wide second in my jock, I'm a batty crease, my leotard, doing plie, plie, sweat, sweat. And now I'm here, like, like wanting to be a performer, training to be a performer, hoping one day some motherfucker will hire me. And now I'm stood here in a suit with my good Berlin Shaka belt and my Prada shoes that I purchased a few days before from the money I earned whilst performing in the West End show. And I'm here. Are you mad? Like... How how am I not happy with my like with myself? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy with myself, yeah. But like, 
Like when I really clocked the thing and was in this room full of other professional actors, creators, writers, directors, dancers, like just a bunch of dope ass people. I'm there as well. Like, I, I, what? Me? Miles Hart? Like, this little boy from Bristol that went to live in Spain and then thought, oh, I can sing and dance a little bit. Let's go, let's go and have a kiki at the Brits and then Erdang. And now look at, look, like, look at me now. Hey. Not gonna lie, it was fucking epic. It was a fucking epic event. And it inspired the fuck out of me. Um, if you don't follow the Black British Theatre Awards, you need to do so now. They're on Twitter and they're on Instagram. It was just great and it was inspiring. You know, I was getting emotional, like, quite frequently during the show. People's ex acceptance speeches. And even just as people were getting nominated, I was like, rah, like, these talented black people would not be seen or would it would take them, like, at least... 10 years on top of what the average white person has to do in any industry, but obviously the theatre industry, until they get recognised with some kind of award. Like, one guy won an award, which he said, you know, I've been waiting 25 years. And for not, not for the award. Well, he said not for the award. Obviously, he meant the award as well. But, like, for an event where, you know, black British creatives are seen and respected, you know, like, they're respected there and not a token, you know. Big up woman like, um, oh my gosh, she won Lifetime Achievement Award, Sharon D. Clark, for her fucking sl slage in the game. You know, she's been doing bits for years. And she said, my first ever um, Olivier Award ceremony I went to, there was me and one other black, black person in the whole room. That's it. And now look, she said, look at us. And there was a sea of us sat on these nicely decorated tables. Shout out to the B shout out to the Black British Theatre Awards for the presentation, by the way. It was lit. You walked in, there was a liquor pit. They had waiters giving out the prosecs, the proseccos as you entered. There was um fucking afternoon tea. Like it was lit. It was lit. I slightly was expecting, like, food. I'm not going to lie, like, I don't want to, like, do stereotypes, but I thought maybe there will be at least a small, small jollof or some jerk chicken. I don't know. Maybe next year. <laughs> that would be nice. I will enjoy. But it was just good. Let me get back off of food and get back onto the Black British Theatre Awards. It was incredible. There, there were performances at the ceremony, and... A lady by the name of Nadine Benjamin performed Summertime from the musical, from the musical Porgy and Bess. When I say this bitch's voice, they say blacks can't do opera. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This bitch's throat. It was too much. The notes with ease. With ease. I just... Magical. My spinal cord was doing the worm, like... I couldn't. It was too much. Too much talent. The talent in that room was just overwhelming. Um, young people, the older generation, the people that we look up to, people active in the industry now. It was just it was just so inspiring to be around so many like-minded people, people with the same hue as me, all different shades, just doing bits and showing each other love and support and to be in a place where we are recognised. Um, I just want to say... Uh, you know, Nanny, your boy is on an important list. 
<laughs> so obviously it's the first ever Black British Theatre Awards and they have a I've got the program actually with me here one sec Ooh, yes so at the back of the program there is a a list it's called the Black British Theatre Awards Recognition List. I'm going to read from the programme. So, the launch of our recognition list, curated by Vanessa Fisher and Daniel Bailey, represents actors of African diaspora and of mixed Black, African and Caribbean heritage. These actors have performed on a, on a Society of London theatre um, or affiliated theatre stage in between the 1st of August 2018 and the 1st of August 2019. And if you go to, literally, not the first page, but the second page, you'll see my name. <laughs> I cannot believe it, too. In Book of Mormon, you see Miles Hart, and they spelled it right because... Anyway, let me not even drag some people, but some people be spelling my name wild. Yes, like, I'm on a list. So that was, like... like this whole Black British Award Ceremony has literally birthed the place where I I and we can be recognised, which I think is great. So, yeah, that was fun. What else did I do this week? Um, I went to a, a Adidas launch party, which was fun. That was cute. Um, I saw Run DMC there. He hasn't aged. He literally just looks like he's been copied and pasted from whose house, Run's house. Um... I really didn't pay too much mind though, and Giggs performed. He was cool as well. I don't really ever pay too much like, attention to that. I generally just, I'm talking to my friends when I go to events and drinking the free drink, and they had free pizza as well. And then I did ratchet things, and they were giving out t-shirts. I got about 10. I don't care. Yeah, I do not care. I really don't. They were giving out one, one bag with one t-shirt in it. It got a bit wild, so maybe I do care because I had 10 bags and I thought, let me just consolidate and put all of them in one bag. And that's what I did. But that's Christmas sorted, isn't it? That's me thinking of others, okay? But no, the, the, the <laughs> don't judge me. The event was good. I enjoyed it. Like, it was cute. It was fun. It was nice things. Uh, myself and my friend James, we had a Halloween party at White City House. Like, that was cool. That was a vibe. It was very white, though. I can't lie. Like, Obviously, White City, yeah, but, like, the other times we've gone to events there, like, it's been diverse, if not sometimes black as fuck, which we enjoyed. Um, maybe that's because we saw, like, Lady Lisha there, and then who else did we see? I can't remember. But, yeah, it was really good. The food was great. It was, just, it was nice. We had a good time. Um, I went as Prince, and I'm going to go as Prince and when you hear this on Wednesday, um, I'll be going to Maya Jammer's Halloween party uh, tomorrow on Thursday. And fuck it, I'm going as Prince again, man, because that outfit's laid and you'll need to see it. How about that? Um, but yeah, it was a fun week. I was sick last week, which wasn't good. And you can obviously still hear my voice sounds wild. So <laughs> oh, it's a hard knock life for us. But yeah, no, good week. I had a really good week, and I know Cashman did as well. I quickly would like to give a shout-out to Shireen Gray, who was on the podcast, uh, oh my goodness, like almost a year ago now, like back in December. Uh, she came on, um, she's an actress, black British actress, who was in the BBC's The Long Song. Do you remember that? We had on her 
And we also had on another actress from the show um, to talk about all the things. And yeah, it was her basically it was her birthday on Tuesday. It was her 40th birthday. Um, shout out to you, baby girl. You're amazing. Uh, you're super duper talented. I know it's been a difficult year for you this year. Um, for those of you that ended up following Cherie on Instagram, you would have seen that she lost her mother, sadly. And it's been difficult for her and her family. And she's she's fighting through it and she's got her head up high. And, you know, we just want to say we love you and happy 40th birthday. You're a bad gal, you know. You're a bad gal. You're nice things, as we like to say. My fellow Scorpio sister. But, yeah, otherwise, my week was good. I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. And, yeah. Right, let's head over to our next segment of the show, which is Melanin Magnificence. In the beginning of the episode, um, where I was speaking about the Black Bitches Theatre Awards, um, I told you all about that and how fucking great it was. And so I want to give my Melanin Magnificence to the co-founders of the Black British Theatre Awards, being Omar F. Okai. Now, he is uh, an artistic director. He's performed in the Western for over 20 years. He's a big man. He's been, uh, he's got, he's a Peter Brook Award nominee back in 2014. Um, in 2016, he won an award for choreography. Like, he's done, like, when I say this man's, huh, this man's resume is the Old Testament. Like, it's long as hell. Like, all the things, all the credits, I've got it. You know, I see it, I want it, I like it, I got it. That is Omar. He is a baby boy. And Solange Erdang, you can tell by the second name, She, her mother founded um, the Erdang Academy, where I also trained. Uh, and she is so fucking inspirational. Like, not only does she run, obviously, the, the college where I trained, which, like, specifically caters to encourage a more diverse training so everyone feels accepted, so um, gives everyone a home, uh, whereas many, many, many colleges, you know, you don't see many, many brown-skinned people in there. And often when you go into the in auditions or whatever, you're in the industry and you go see a black person, oh, do you? it's pretty much like, I don't know if it's a bad thing, like it's not a bad thing, it's a great thing, but like you can meet someone of black heritage and you automatically presume, oh, I bet you went to Erdang. Mm, no, I, they might not have, or they may have, but that's how you know that that school was lit, okay? Because she, her, um, well, not Solange, but her mother was like, right, I'm giving training to everyone no matter what your race, no matter what your background. And that, shows in the fact that there are quite a lot of black people there. I like it. I love it. Um, otherwise, Solange does so much, so, 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 so much. And one of the most recent amazing things that she has done is launch the Black, the black British Theatre Awards. You know, she said, when I was having a conversation with her before, like when it was just like an idea. Um, and she was saying, you know, like we've got the Mobos and we've got all these other things, but there is nothing for us in theatre. Like, there is none. And this woman, she thinks it and it happens. And lo and behold, after the launch, months later, we were in the Great Hall um, and doing and, ce and celebrating. And it, was, and it came into fruition. So my melanin magnificence goes to Solange and Omar for creating such a necessary and, his and, and history changing moment. And award 
is it, what would you call it? Not awards. Well, it's an award ceremony. But for creating, for, let me go back. Let me give them Melanin Magnificence for creating the Black British Theatre Awards. It is a place what makes us visible. It gives black British performers role models. Growing up, I, the only when I first started to get into musical theatre when I was little, I didn't know no one black. I knew Elaine Page and then a few Americans. Like, no, I, di- I didn't. And if I did know a couple of black people, they again, they'd be Americans. Because over here, like Solange said, we didn't we we don't have anything that gives us like that recognition and makes us visible, you know? Like you could be slaying and slaying for years and years and years and be recognized, but it just gives you that extra like whom if, you know, I'm a nominee or I've won a a BBTA for my role in this or for directing that. Like it gives you validation. External validation from your peers, from professionals, and it takes so much longer as a person of color to get into other other rooms. And you know, it's they were saying like it's about making your own tables. It's about supporting us, us as a communities. And what Solange and Omar have done is allow future generations of performers to look up to people that look like them, to see representation of themselves on stage, being see representation of them, people that look like them, being recognized, being award, literally being awarded. It makes the dream bigger and it makes the dream seem so much more tangible and obtainable. And I would love to have had this growing up, like thinking, oh my God, one day I want to win like um, a, BB, a BBTA, like... I have thought, yeah, one day I want to win Olivier. I have, but it's very much been over the top of my head because it just doesn't feel likely, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Maybe I could, because I know I definitely could deserve to. That's a big statement. But I know I've got the talent to. How about that? Let's do that. I've got the talent to. However, comma, it just doesn't seem... It just doesn't seem... It just seems a bit wild. Whereas this... This, what you, Omar and Solange, have given us, it's real, it's tangible, it's, it, 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 it's, it's possible. You've given us all new dreams and that validified and solidified the dreams that we had. You know, going back to Word of the Week, being happy, I remember what makes you happy. Performing makes me happy and that you guys birthing something like this just solidifies my dreams when we go do you know what I want to do this even more because now I can get this with it and it's just it's just beautiful you brought so many people together not only was it a a ton up and celebratory and it was just nice things but you brought people together to create even more of a stronger tight-knit community of there were obviously white people there as well but so many black people coming together working together it was a networking event it was just it was just amazing, you know. They spoke a lot about um, that. The um, both of them, this is Solange and Omar, when they're speaking at the end. It's not just about the representation on stage. Like it's the people handling the money, okay? The people um, designing the costumes, ensuring that our stories that are being told on stage are not only entertaining, but they're not stereotypes. That they are mo- most of all authentic. You guys inspired me. You always have inspired me. But in creating this, it like, 
is literally the definition of melanin magnificence. So big up, thank you, and much, much love to Solange Erdang and Omar for their creation of this beautiful thing, which I hope to be invited to again next year because I felt cute. (laughs) No. I felt really honoured. It was emotional. I can't even lie. But yeah, my melanin magnificence goes to Solange and Omar. Right, so now it's time for my segment, Mars Measures, where I talk about all things pop culture. Some of it I give a fuck about and some of it I don't. <sighs> what should I start with? Huh. Matthew Knowles is taken to Instagram. Um... Alluding to possibly uh, releasing some new music. Well, I say new music. Old music. So, for all the Beyonce fans out there, Destiny's Child fans, uh, you will know Beyonce used to be in a girl group called Destiny's Child. And before Destiny's Child, there was a girl group that she was in called Girls' Time. Yeah, Girls' Time. And they actually have music that was never released. And uh, Matthew Knowles has been, uh, did a little sneak peek of, um, I think they covered a Michael Jackson song. I want to be where you are. That one. Uh, and yeah, he said that he's possibly going to like put it out. I don't know whether Beyonce, he would have spoken to her. I don't know, because I know that Matthew Knowles can really be rogue and wild and reckless sometimes and just do crazy things like, you know, cheat on Tina Knowles and get another lady pregnant, you know. Um, He does things sometimes without permission. And so it does make me wonder whether he's actually gone and told Yonce whether this is okay, you know, the other girls then. The other girls probably would want it more. Maybe not so much Kelly, but like Latavia and Latoya. Especially Latavia. Latoya's been doing bits and bobs, you know. She was in Greenleaf. That is a badass show. You need to watch it. Um, But yeah. No shade. I would like to hear it, I'm not going to lie, but that's just the the Beyonce stan in me, just like wanting to just hear audio recordings of her breathing. <laughs> like, I would actually listen to that. <laughs> that would be my meditation music whilst I'm channeling all the amazing things I'm going to do in the universe. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what Muffy Knowles is doing. Um, oh, this is juicy. Tank. Yeah. Tank. So a video recently came online of Tank at a concert where all the girls are going crazy. Tank, if you don't know, you probably do. Big, big R&B singer, like sex idol. Like he's like our parents' generation's Trey Song. Like all the women want his dick. Like they love it. The gays want his dick. And then the men are mad that their girls want his dick but they still like him because he gets girls and his music does bang he did a performance and then like in the interval or not in the interval but like just whilst I was speaking of the music he was just saying you know I've been in this game for 20 years and then he was like I've been eating pussy for 20 years and sucking dick for 10 or something like that and then he said something else I didn't know and what made me die is you just hear in the video if you like go onto your insta or whatever, and listen, there's some girl, you just hear after he says sucking dick, she's like, did he just say sucking dick? <laughs> ah, it's funny, because it's brought up this whole thing about, is he gay, is he not? And like, it's all going off, it's all going off. So, all of the girls, like, like, right, 
let me just add some more context to this because he then went on to Angela Yee's uh, podcast Lip Service and said, and this is verbatim, that if you suck dick twice, it doesn't make you gay. So with those two things being said, let's open the floor to discuss. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> um, so, hmm, Tank, Tank, Tank. Tank is a fine black man. Like, whoever's dick he was sucking or vice versa, congratulations to the motherfucker that got to enjoy that because, woo, oh, my nice things. But yes, right, so my my definition of sexuality, there's so many definitions, and I feel like there's a whole policing now on labels and all of these things, and it, it's tiring, so please do not come and kill me. But my interpretation, not that it's right or wrong, but how I see sexuality, is literally, oh, wow, yawning. <clears throat> my bad. Sec how you view sexual right, how I view sexuality is you liking someone. Like it's the person and gender that turns you on and that you like and that you're attracted to. So in essence, if you are like how do I say this? If you are here sucking dicks and it turns you on, then your sexuality preference is also, like, is men. You can also enjoy the kind of vagina. Then your sexuality is both of them. So your body or pants or, do you know what? I'm even getting scared about doing this. I feel like I need to get an activist on here to do this because I know people are going to come for me like no it means this and there's so many different words and labels I can't keep up basically you like both you ain't straight that's why I'm saying if you do those things to both sexes and you do it with someone that has the same genitalia as yourselves so my guy Tank Tank 
if you're telling me you've been like it's kind of contradictive because you went on a podcast and you said you said you sucked dick twice and it doesn't make you gay. In essence, you are right. It doesn't make you gay because <laughs> if you're gay, if you only like the same sex as you and you can fall in love with them. I personally think if you suck in dick and you are a man, that you're experimenting and like food like you know you can try it more than once you don't have to like eat it all the time to right oh my god if you eat pizza once it doesn't make you a pizza fanatic okay if you eat pizza twice it doesn't you might not even you can still eat pizza once or twice but oh, I don't like that there are many things I've put in my mouth <laughs> Food-wise, that I can tell you now, I don't like, and I've had them definitely more than three or four times in my in my twenty-seven years of life, like a hundred percent. So, what is what like a, a man can have a dick in his mouth, or a girl can have a titty and a, a whole clit rubbing against her tongue, if like more than once or more than twice, it's called experimenting. Like, get over it. Just it's when that person knows and acknowledges and says, right. I know I like this because I tried it once or ten times or wherever. This is what I like too. Then your sexuality preference will change. If you're experimenting and, and, and you know, you are claiming to be a heterosexual man, woman or non-binary, you cannot because you are lost. You are experimenting. Yeah. And that is probably when I would say you're queer. I think. Because... Yes, you think you're straight or heterosexual, whatever. But you're out here sucking on the same genitals that you've got in between your crotch. So you might not know whether you gay or whether you bi or whether you whatever. But one thing I can tell you and anyone listening is that while you've got that same piece of genitalia that you possess on your person, in your mouth or inside of you, you are not... Heterosexual. Let's start there. Like, no. Unless it's by force. Like, li like, right, which is fucking disgusting. But if you are openly wanting to put the same genitalia that you have in your body, in your mouth, in wherever, play with it, spit on it, rub it all around and like enjoy it and get pleasure from it. Then you're not straight, you're experimenting, you're queer right now. And then once you know, be it in a couple of weeks, months, maybe even years, who knows? I, I feel like, I don't know. Then you can decide what you are. But until then, queer, hun. Even if it's only twice a year, you suck a dick, experimenting, you're not straight. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. What is also surprising, well, not surprising, but sad, is that the guys are now hitting out against him saying, oh, he's gay, he's gay, he's doing this, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're all, you're all ignorant and you're homophobic. Let's start there. And if you're neither of those two, or you're probably a little bit of both of them, then you're gay yourselves, men. Sorry. Because I've heard a lot of things about, oh, no, 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 like, keep away from my bum. Like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, if you, like, he's, Tank is obviously saying if you suck a dick, it makes you gay. No, it does not. And I stand by that. Because... 
the same way men would be like, oh, if you like, if when I'm fucking my girl and she puts her hand in my booty, no man, that's gay shit. No, it's not gay shit. Gay shit is being in love with the person of the same sex, being able to fuck them and wanting to, you know, spend your life with them emotionally and physically and beyond. Gay shit isn't just having someone suck your dick or, you know, someone putting a hand in your booty hole. Mm. At the end of the day, one thing that everyone really needs to get over is the fact that men have more than one thing that gives them pleasure. It's not just our penis. There is a whole G-spot inside of our anus, okay? And it feels fucking great. Yeah? Great. There's also a nice little piece of skin in between the anus and the ball sack. You get a straight nigger, put him on his back, and you don't you don't even need to lick it, but just just run your finger on that piece of skin and watch that man f- f- fucking frail or flail like a, a fish out of water. He'll be quivering in his boots, babe. Quivering! That piece of skin there, the, the gooch, I can't remember. I think it's called the gooch. Pleasure, babes. It's pleasure. It's nice things. And just because you like that being tickled or touched, it does not make you gay. You Yay! could be straight and have your woman do that. It doesn't. So all of these connotations with anything, especially in the black community, any of these, all these connotations with anything to do with the booty makes you gay. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. No, man. So, yes, Tank may have had two dicks in his mouth, and he's probably had his asshole eaten as well. If he's saying that he's not gay, cool. That's, I can accept that. And I will accept that. However, comma, what you're not going to come and tell me is that you're straight. If you're actively putting dick in your mouth, okay? Um, this also led me to think about, you know, how women then reacted to him being like, oh, no, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> to me, that's kind of homophobic. I personally feel that it's homophobic. You know, I've asked even friends of mine, and then, like, in just in general chats, I've been like, you know, it's so quick for men to know that their girl's been with a girl, even not just kissed, but, like, full-on sex in their past. And they're cool to be like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's cool. Like, it's all good. But a woman now, aha! If a woman finds out her man's ever had a dick in his mouth or been fucked, oh, my God! Not even, you know, if you fuck, wow, the world's over. But even if a guy says, you know what, I kissed a man. A go- Listen, women are not here for it, you know. It's not viewed the same. It really is not viewed the same. Men are not allowed that freedom to explore and express because of homophobia. And I'm sorry, to me it's homophobia. All you girls out there that say, no, I'm not homophobic. My best mate who does my eyelashes and puts in my extensions and helps me, you know, choose my outfits. He's my best friend. He's gay. I like him. But I just don't want my... No, from when you said but, that's when you're you're saying but I'm homophobic. From when you said but my... No, but I'm homophobic. That's exactly what that is. It's either that and... Because it's not even or, because it's definitely suit that. But it's that and you are insecure as fuck. 
Because you're like, oh, I'm going to be in competition with, with, with girls, though. Like, with girl. Well, you're in competition with, with guys, sorry. You're in competitions with girls all the time. All the time. Every time your man goes out. You ain't even got to leave the house. Instagram babes. All of these Instagram hoes. You're always in competition. So it's not even much to do with the insecurities. It's to do with the homophobia. It's the idea of your man having a, like something in him that isn't 100% straight. You do not like that. And when you do not like something which isn't straight and you dislike queer tendencies, that, that is literally the definition of homophobia, babe. So that is what you need to understand about yourself and your vagina and rectify. Um, that's my opinion anyway. So uh, big up to Tank still for owning that and being like, and what? Because who, who else? Me, I feel like so many of these black R&B boys, Trey songs included, I feel like many of them are Marcus Houston, even a Chris Brown, I feel like many of these black R&B boys have done things or experimented, but they just don't have the safety as black boys to be like, rah, yeah, like one time, you know, one time I blew out these niggas back and it was cute, but like, that's not for me. Or, yeah, I am I am gay or I am bi or whatever. Like, they just, we are, we are not afforded that luxury the same way girls can just be like, oh my God, yeah, I kissed my friend the other night. It was like so hard, but like, Obviously, I'm, like, totally straight. Like, no, we don't get that. But, yeah, like, what do you guys think about Tank? <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, uh, what else happened? Oh, yes. Meghan Markle. Like, I want to know, like, obviously, she's been receiving backlash from, like, Day Dot. Like, and I do feel bad for her. Like, I personally do feel bad. Um, my question is, do you guys have sympathy? Because it doesn't feel like many people do, you know, even Wendy Williams was saying the other day on her show, uh, this is the life that she signed up for, so I don't feel no kind of sympathy. Well, I do feel sympathy. Yes, she did sign up to be in the spotlight, but to be scrutinized, to be scrutinized, you know, she said um, there's been many different fake stories being sold about her. And the other day she had an interview where... Um, one of the reporters just said to her, are you okay? And she got a bit emotional. She was like, do you know what? Thank you for even asking me if I'm okay because no one cares anymore about how I feel, you know, with all these stories running in the media, with the racist shit that's going on. And, like, it's hard being a woman in the media, let alone a, a new mother, like, a new wife. And on top of all of that, I'm fucking black. <laughs> it, like, all I've got to do is sneeze and something's wrong and up. Uh, so I actually really, really, really do feel sorry for her. Um, yes, she did sign this and expect it, but just because you signed up for something, it doesn't mean you, we have to now revoke any kind of empathy and sympathy we have for someone. Like, that's like saying, oh, like, I know it's nowhere near as bad and it's, like, almost pointless, but just to give a bit of perspective, it's like if you go to the gym and <laughs> you're running and you know you're going to run, but it's going to hurt and you're going to sweat. Like, yeah, you signed up for that. But, bitch, like, I feel sorry for you. Like, I know that's not nice. Just because, like, it's not nice. <laughs> it's not. It hurts, bitch. But just because you signed up for it and you know that you're going to do it, it doesn't mean I'm not going to feel sorry for something which I know isn't good. Like, she knew she was going into the media. She, know that we, she knows that we live in a fucked up society and world where black women 
are just not really given the effect, the um, the respect they deserve, and they're not cared for in media at all. So she knew that, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh, fuck her. She knows what she was doing. She knows what she was signing up for. Like, no, I'm still going to have sympathy because I'm a fucking human being and I'm a cunt. So, yeah. Um, uh, Kanye West's album. I'm not even going to lie. I've not heard it. One thing I did want to do with you guys <laughs> is I'm going to listen to the first 10 songs. 10. Ah, I'm going to listen to every song, but the first 10 seconds of each song and just quickly do a little a little bit of feedback on it. So the album is called Jesus is King. There's obviously been controversy everywhere um, because he's been obviously doing wild things recently in the media, supporting Donald Trump. Most recently he said, oh, you know, my wife needs to put on more clothes when it was him, the dickhead, getting her motorbikes butt naked. And now he's had like this turnaround in a weird turnaround where, you know, he was saying he is a God and Jesus is king. Like, part of me doesn't know if he's even talking about Jesus or my Jesus or him. Like, I don't know. It's all a bit mad. I don't really like to research him because I find it fucking crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But obviously, I know you guys like to hear this kind of thing. So we are going to listen to the first 10 seconds of each song. Thank God there's only 11 because if there's going to be 18 or some bullshit like a Chris Brown album, then I wouldn't have done it, but like, right, yeah, let's go. Okay, so that was every hour. That gives me life. Like, it's given me just gospel, like, nice things. So that was his, him featuring his Sunday service choir. Hmm. Cool. I'm just scared that I'm going to get to the part where he's singing, you know, gospel songs, but telling people to twerk and, and I don't know, like drink Hennessy and like suck on a dick motherfucker, but to, to Jesus, like music. I don't know. Anyway, let's just keep going. Okay, I had to skip it a little bit because we didn't really get much from that. Uh, okay, mm, didn't get much from that song. Okay, that sounds like it could be a bop. Follow God, it's called. Okay. This is called Closed on Sunday. That sounds like it could be a song I would like. How you get so much favor on your side? Except the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love that. Okay. Do you know what? I can't even bother to go through the rest of it. I'm not going to lie. I don't really like him. I... Res I... Hmm. 
I know he's talented and I respect his creativity, but I feel like he's just a bit wild for me. Um, however, this does sound like it could be good, but I just don't know what he's doing. Like, oh my God, like gospel and you, it just doesn't go hand in hand. It would be like, it literally is like when fucking Jamie Oliver said, I want to do like Caribbean food. I'm just like, eh, what? Yeah, you are good. You're a chef. <laughs> like, you're, you do nice things in the kitchen, like respect. Same way Kanye West is a good rapper. Gospel and Kanye. I don't know. I'm gonna give it a listen. Maybe it's been out a while now. Not heard it yet. That's the first time I've heard it with you guys. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts on it. But uh, I don't know. Last but not least in my segment, uh, Lady Gaga has announced that she is re-releasing Art Pop, one of her albums, um, but without R. Kelly. And she's doing it not just digitally, but she's doing it physically as well. I'm here for that. Thanks, Stephanie. Like, let's, like, eradicate this motherfucker because you do not deserve. And me personally, not even it's not even just reinforcing cancel culture, but also as an artist, if it was me, and then I worked with someone that did that, and I had a body of work with a mug, I would revoke that and want to do it with that. So respect you for standing your ground, enforcing, reinforcing your own morals that you have and living your best life, sis. Well done, Stephanie. Right, so that's it for Miles Measures this week. So let's get straight into the part of the show where we give the belt to motherfuckers that try it. It's time to get the belt. My belt this week is short and sweet. It goes out to ex-Tory Rory Stewart, uh, currently running for mayor of London. Wow. Right. So bit of background on why he's getting the fucking belt. So he decided whilst running a campaign, a shitty fucking campaign, um, where he is trying to become the leader of a multicultural, diverse <laughs> capital of this country, London, um, uh, where he's running up and down like a plonker in Brick Lane, and he decides, you know, he sees three black guys and think, ooh, yeah, it's diversity. Like, let me, let me go up to these guys and speak to them. He goes up to them, asks them ridiculous questions that it does, it's not even like he went there with like an aim or like a a goal, like or it was just like, what are you doing here? You're like, you you, you live here? <laughs> like dead conversation, really dead conversation, like. Like, almost a bit like what a police officer would do. Like, <laughs> you know, what are you doing here? Uh, suspicious, like, you know, do you live here? How long have you been in the area for? Mm, yeah. Any criminal records? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes up to these three black guys having just awkward conversation till then they are like, okay, right, so wait a minute, why, why are you recording us? Like... What is this for? And he says, oh, like, I'm a politician running. And they, they're like, okay, yeah, do you want peace out? Like, that's, that's not really us. And they, like, pretend to do some, like, gang signs to the to the camera. Like, just, just being mugs, just doing the most, being extra, like, flexing, like, just doing t- team, just team too much. Um, typical, typical Brick Lane ute behavior, I say. Uh, then Rory decided to post this video because he thought, oh my God, yes, great content. Me interacting with the, with the ethnics makes me look so not racist. Only to comment on the video 
and call and um call them uh minor gangsters. Yeah. He named he was like, Oh yeah, I was just out with some minor gangsters. Minor gangsters. Future mayor of London using abusive, loaded, racialized idiot language. Why is it that, you know, gang culture, gangster shit, crimin criminality and all of that all of that aggressive shit is synonymous with, and cohesive with, with, with blackness. Why 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 is that? Why is that, sir? Why couldn't it have just been three guys? You could have even gone out there and called them what they were, three black guys. Oh, wow. Because I know you racist whites hate doing that. You cannot just say it how it is and be say the word black. Oh, no, oh, my God. God forbid. No. Gangsters. You find that way more appropriate. Are you mad, bruv? And you know what is worse? He's trying to run for our, to be our mayor of this, of this London. Uh-huh. We'll all be gangsters then. It will be gangsters paradise to him. He did apologize, but me, I don't accept it. He was, um, do you know what was also funny? I was listening to my friend's podcast earlier on today, Kalechi. Um, big up, love you, sis. Uh, he, I found out from her show that he um, was running a project with prisons. He used to like be in charge of them. And he wanted to get the drug and violence rates down in these uh, prisons. He chose 10 prisons. Um, when that initiative happened... You know what, the rates did go down, but rates say that the rate of death in prisons went up by 20%. Okay, so when you started doing this, Rory, what were you doing to what led the violence to go down and then the deaths to go up? Like, what, what measures did you take? Hmm. I wonder if there were any minor or major gangsters in these prisons as well. It's all a bit mad, isn't it? Anyway, Rory uh, Stewart gets the fucking belt for just being so dumb, for being heavily racialized, for being an absolute idiot and referring to these boys as fucking, fucking minor gangsters. Who, who are you? Politician. Minor gangsters. Wow. When they were three boys from Ireland that just, just make music for a living. <laughs> the furthest thing from gangsters on a brick lane. <laughs> brick lane. Where you buy vintage clothes and bagels and expensive coffee. Gangsters. Listen, gangsters don't move like that in front of cameras, you know. Gangsters will see a camera and a white man chasing them and they will run away. I'm telling you that. They will run away. But yeah, you want to call these people gangsters. I'm fed up of it. Fed up. And your following will, 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 will believe you, you know. That's the wild thing. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, those gangsters. You're a mug, you're a dickhead. And you deserve to get the belt. Oh my god. So sorry guys, my energy's been a bit wild this week. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I'm very dairy, I'm very, very super inspired, but as you can hear, my throat is still fucked. Um so yeah, I'm gonna continue having honey teas and ginger and all of that shit. Um and yeah, next week we'll be back to normal with Cashmere and myself back in the studio. Continue sending your questions, love to hear from you. Support the show and all of that. Give us a subscribe when you're listening. Share with your with your people, Dems. Um, 
And yeah, remember, if you've got any people that you want to award with Melanie Magnificence, write into the show at contact at getthebeltpod.com and let us know. Um, if you want to give someone the fucking belt, do so as well, please. This is your own free therapy session. Fuck paying 50, 60. Well, not fuck paying it because it's felt well worth it. But if you don't have the 50, 60 pounds for a therapy session, babes, bro, sis, write into us and just vent. Thank you so much for listening to Get The Belt this week. I've been your host, Miles. I hope you enjoyed. Like I said, next week is back to normal. Um, slay the rest of this week. Remember, you need to remember the word. Remember the word of the week. Remember what makes you happy. I need you to really do that and focus on that this week so you can live a more fulfilled life and remember why you do what you do. Why you do it full time, why you do it on the sign, all of that. Because we all deserve to be happy. Do you get it? Shout out again to everyone that was at the Black British Theatre Awards. You're all incredible. I'm lucky to have worked with some of you and to still work with some of you. And I look forward to working with some of you as well. How about that? Um, and yeah, it was an honour to be there. Um, guys, smash the week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, do share your thoughts and continue the conversation uh, from things that I talk, spoke about in Mars Measures. Especially your opinion on sexuality, men and women, and women's being able to be more lenient. And are women homophobic if they don't, if they can't be with a man who's ever had a, um, a homosexual experience in the past? Is it, or, or is that allowed? Um, yeah, let us know the Meghan Markle shit, uh, the Kanye West shit. Like, let us know. Tweet us uh, using um, obviously our handle at Get the Butt Pod and using the hashtag Get the Butt Pod. Uh, and yeah, we want to see what you guys think. Anyway, big up to all of our supporters. We love you. And yeah, I've been your host, Miles, and you've been listening to Get the Belt. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.